Prairie Farm Podcast. Welcome back to the Prairie Farm Podcast, the best 15 minutes of your week and possibly the worst of ours. My goodness, it was hard to get this podcast up and running. Peyton took apart one of our mics for fun this weekend and Ken had to surgically put it back together after we looked for the parts for it. Uh, and uh, P- Peyton is still looking for an article, I think. Well, that all sorts of... And our printer Dude, wasn't working. Printers are like... You should have to have a degree to actually like make those things because and i've spent the last 15 minutes re, re, uh, recounting uh one of my favorite nick stories that i've anyway, ever heard anyway <laughs> here your favorite host nicholas lirio favorite co-host kemp boucher and your favorite co-host to the co-host peyton diane scandridge um we are i guess i'll go last because i was the only one that came prepared today ken you, you go first i was prepared i told you last week what i was going to talk about <laughs> okay, okay 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 what, what is it so uh, I'm going to go off our normal script a little bit, and I didn't, you know, just uh, get another article, and and we definitely want to do that. We want to be in the news and talk about current things, but we also want to, you know, switch things up a little bit. So here's our little plea to you, the listeners, which, hey, thank you. Big shout out to Randy. Thanks for stopping by on uh, uh, what day was that? Was that Friday, Friday. night? Yep. Friday night of the Iowa Deer Classic and saying hi and uh, giving us some feedback on the show. We really appreciate that. So if you, like Randy, enjoy the show, please reach out to us. Uh, you can just go through the info tab, right, Nick, on our website. Yep. Contact for, us. For on. either hoxynativeseeds.com or theprairiefarm.com, right? Yep. There's a contact us tab. Click that. Or you could send a message through Instagram. However, do not send one through Facebook because we are still transitioning from our old Facebook page that uh, we have no access to anymore. It was hacked by ISIS. Thanks, ISIS. Yes, it was hacked. Sounds like a joke. Very real. And, uh, uh, well, we don't know if it was ISIS, but somebody who posted the ISIS flag knowing that that would cause an immediate Facebook shutdown of the account. Thanks, George Bush. (laughs) (laughs) Whoever it was. But but, uh, anyways... Reach out to us through Instagram or the contact us tab. You're peeking. You're peeking. And I'm going to turn down my mic a little. And uh, then uh, give us a topic that you think would be good for us to discuss on Coffee Time Wednesdays. We'll do so. But I'm going to start out today. Um, oh, wait. If you need to contact us, you can also contact us at t- Kent's cell phone number. Here, one no, second. No, oh, you I, was literally, I was thinking about so, that. I was like, do so I dox this, Kent right this, now? This uh, <laughs> hilarious story that, I'm, that no, I heard about. No, Nick. no, 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 no. Okay, go, go, go with what you were going to say, Kent. That's right. <laughs> I have Black leverage. Bill on the podcast. So, so uh, the thing that I'm going to talk about is I recently listened to our latest full-length episode, those come out on Fridays, Coffee Time Wednesdays, obviously on Wednesdays. Uh, but I was listening to our latest full-length episode on cover crops. We had the privilege to go up and see the Iowa cover crop operation up in kind of, I guess it would just be central Iowa still. It's about an hour and a half from us, but definitely north of us and a little west. Um, but we went up there and met with James Holtz, one of the co-founders. But if you listen to the episode, majority owner of uh, of Iowa Cover Crop because uh, he won a game of risk. Um, 
And I got to say, I think that was one of my favorite episodes that we've done. Uh, definitely top 10. Yeah. James and, is a good dude. Yeah, he is. And super smart and uh, well, um, you know, you could tell he's well read. Like he's he's in the issues. He He's spending time outside of his normal work hours thinking about farming, um, either listening to podcasts, reading. He's basically he's basically a good ag citizen, I would say. Somebody who's well informed about the decisions they make. Uh and um well also I liked about that is we didn't agree on everything. I think that it podcasts where there are differing uh, opinions, I think those are some of the best podcasts that I've ever listened to. Uh because you're not just parroting the same thing over and over again everyone's not singing kumbaya by the end you know that's nice too but i think you get you get closer to whatever the truth is on an issue when you hear all sides and so one of the things we talked about in there was uh james gave us a little critique on a couple things one of them that i thought about after he said was uh this idea of putting down prairie over vast areas and uh, uh, James made a point, which is fair enough. We t- we'll actually talk about this a little bit with uh, Todd Bogenschutz, the state upland biologist, when his episode releases later this uh, spring, summer time frame. Um, this idea, though, that if you, have, if you have this native prairie habitat anywhere but around water, it's not very useful to wildlife. It is true that wildlife will be found fairly close to a watering source but not exclusively so i've done a lot of hunting and shed hunting and i can tell you you'll find you know sign of animal activity all over the place but aside from just deer and pheasants or quail you know the the main ones that we concern ourselves with i think it's important to remember all of the pollinators and all of the non-pollinator insects all of the uh, other plants and the their you know genetic diversity that can come from having more individuals on the landscape and even the bacteria in the soil that is benefited by having prairie all over the place right and so i i just want to say that i i get where james is coming from you want to farm good ground but i still believe we farm too much good ground and that we could have prairie in places far more than just along creek beds or the edges of ponds or on levees or whatever. I think we should have prairie over much of the landscape, even those areas in between water sources and and far in between water sources. Um, I believe that we could have prairie there, and I don't fear another ice age from such because you go back, you know, several thousand years, and there was prairie everywhere, and it wasn't an ice age anymore. So I, I think that that's something I wanted to, to clarify on, but no, I really enjoyed that episode. James is an awesome guy. Buyer cover crops from Iowa cover crop. Also, can we sell cover crop? <laughs> I knew that if was coming cover too. Crop, you oh, get yeah. it from us. So Nick, edit that part us. there. Get it from us. Yeah. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. Um, no, if you do end up getting it from Iowa cover crop, they're great guys, but uh, we're better. <laughs> Look, if James, if you're listening to this, I know it's a little unfair that we rebuttaled while you can't rebuttal. So yeah, here's, send a, here's your rebu- a promise rebuttal to you. In. If you send me an email of, of a rebuttal, I will read it on this podcast. 
Maybe not word for word, depending on how you word it. I'll read it word for word, James. Oh, and then if man. you make your own podcast, you can have your side of the story. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. So, so we'll go with uh, with Peyton next. What do you oh, got, Peyton? Shoot. So I <laughs> shoot. Unlike James, I do not think about agriculture every waking hour. So I usually so it makes search Peyton a second class citizen. Yep. Yeah. So I usually search for my topic of the day about five minutes into these podcasts. <laughs> Um, apparently a big legislative movement in agriculture right now is the right to repair movement. You guys heard about that? Finally, he's talking about it. <laughs> we tried to get him to do oh, it last week. So, so I will say this. Peyton has been researching this for weeks. It's so boring to me. Uh, I'll start with it. It costs it's, some people millions of dollars. It's, it's a big deal. So this isn't just agriculture related. It's like Apple and everything too. They can make more money off of you. If you go and you get your product or combine car phone serviced through the manufacturer that you bought it from, right? Yeah, because then they have a monopoly. Yeah, they have a monopoly on it. So in agriculture, it's a big deal right now with big companies like John Deere, not a shout out, um, trying to basically force farmers to get their vehicles or not their vehicles or equipment repaired through the um, the company, which is uh, probably pretty difficult for farmers because John Deere likes to bankrupt, almost bankrupt, <laughs> farmers. <laughs> My um, goodness, Pete, you're trying to get us into hot every, water today. Dude, I do not care. Milk <laughs> every penny out of them. So a big movement right now is farmers kind of fighting for more um, uh, rights to... Uh, have like outside contractors and stuff repair these vehicles and more access to repair these vehicles. Competitive pricing, essentially. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah which is, which is a big deal. Really important. But here's the deal. Here's the deal. Who moves Washington? Big money. So in order to move big money, the people have to be educated and, uh, and, and know what they're talking about. So, and, I mean, there's a lot of places where these, Bills are not passing because essentially all your senators and people of the political parties are, in fact, propped up by. Well, they're caught in, big a, they're ag, cut in a tough spot yeah. because a lot of their voters are the people who yes. want the right to repair, whereas the uh, but the people who pay their bills uh, do not want that. Yeah. So it's kind of kind of awkward for our uh, for our, our good man, grass man, Chuck Crassley. Uh, man, what? We get way I don't, too political. It's not like a it's not like a federal thing right now. It's more of a state thing. Oh, so is like, it? if you're in Nebraska and you're listening to this, do some research. See, uh, I think they actually took this to a vote. I'm not sure how it ended up because, like I said, I don't do that much research. I just kind of spew facts here and there. But look at how they voted. You know, make some education ed- educated. Well, we were recently with uh, good idea <laughs> Ryan Callahan, and his big thing was like, "Hey, talk to your senators. Send yeah. them emails. You know." Um, talk to the people who are representing you in, in office, talk to your local officers. So make sure they represent you. Yes. Yeah. yeah you gotta be active. Yeah. yeah. Or here's the good thing. Just make more money to convince them. You can do one of the two. You can either send them a lot of emails or just send them one <laughs> big check. I think either way works. Honestly, <laughs> that's not real advice. Guys. Don't listen big to that campaign donor. That's yeah. what Nick's <laughs> big campaign <laughs> over here. All right. All right. Wow. <laughs> so mine's like more ag, 
or more what this podcast is about, I think. I don't know. <laughs> How are these two topics not what this podcast <laughs> is? Wait, we what? talked conservation and agriculture. Sometimes I wonder what the heck we're doing here, yeah. guys. It, we are in informative i listen to our podcast every time and i learn something that i was not paying attention to the podcast <laughs> well, when so you're a host you're like stressed in the moment yeah, you know, like, yeah. next on we're the going phone. too long we're, t- we're off topic yeah. yeah someone's mic isn't loud enough oh man okay so mine if you guys didn't know it is uh national groundwater week oh yeah i didn't know that yeah it, it's pretty important so the united states geology survey I was doing a bunch of study on this because I'm writing a blog about it. Um, And uh, we are basically most places in the United States are like drastically depleting their aquifers. Right now, it's horrible in California, but California goes through these huge things. I mean, they just got a bunch of rain dumped on them, which is good short term, but not actually going to help the long term thing. And so uh, explain that, Nick. Why does why does a big short term? Like well, amount of it's their practices. Issue. So their practices are pulling more water than is put on. So right now, yeah, they got filled a little bit. They got filled past uh, well, plus, like hazardous zone. Plus, but. it's it's like if you wanted to fill your your you know glass of water with a fire hose, most of it's going to end up as runoff, right? And that's what's happening. It's well, not. It's not. Doesn't have time to soak yeah. in and recharge. So Ryan Callahan, when we were having our, our podcast he said something really interesting that actually got me looking into this thing to begin with was uh that prairie helps raise water levels and i was Mm -hmm. like what the heck does that mean and you know what i couldn't find anything online so i went to my trusty friend chat gpt and we (laughs) asked her and chat gpt said this Prairie vegetation has deep roots that can penetrate the soil and reach down to the water table. As the roots take up water, they create channels for water to flow into the soil. And and, and so basically, they if it pours down rain in Iowa, a lot of it's going to run off into the rivers. But if you have prairie where the old roots have died off, there's just tiny little channels and the water can drip down those channels all over the place and get into the groundwater table. Otherwise, if too much too soon, just comes rushing off into the rivers and then goes in the Gulf of Mexico. But if, uh, so with the groundwater depletion, something I found interesting is that where they're actually gaining more groundwater is in Idaho, Oregon, and Washington. They're basically net neutral on the East Coast, and you'd think, oh, yeah, they're right next to the ocean. But on the West Coast, they're like, that's not a thing. Uh, and then northern Texas, Oklahoma, uh, southern southern Kansas are really bad, mm. really, really bad, And uh, which you would think, like, after the Dust Bowl, we would have learned some things. Yeah. out there but the uh dust <laughs> the old mm-hmm. dust bowl um also another really bad place is northern mississippi louisiana and in arkansas mm. that's really really bad yeah but it's filled with nitrates phosphorus um but yeah we uh we, it, we got uh we got some work to do there's a bunch of different things that they're doing to help restore these aquifers and groundwater levels but uh as of now we're not we're not doing the best iowa is is medium bad they're in, in so I'm I'm on the USGS United States Geology Survey.gov, USGS.gov. And they've got a really cool they've got like really cool information and some great graphs. I'm a I'm a big graph guy, like graphs. <laughs> and uh and they talk about it. So I won't go into 
all that detail. But uh, if we're not careful, you know, no more water. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's an it's a critically important uh, issue. You know, <laughs> imagine if uh, imagine if you had to go a couple days with without having a reliable fresh water supply. And there's people in this world that I don't know if it's quite that bad, but certainly a lot worse off than what we have to in order to get good clean drinking water there's a lot of effort that has to go into acquiring that and so since i've known kent he's done this really weird thing where if you throw out a water bottle he will unscrew the lid to let any water evaporate out of it and and he to tell him about your your mad max how you're going to star in the next mad max well i just think that this idea should be adopted for the next mad max film but yeah, you know, when I was a teacher, I would always see people at like lunch or whatever, they drink like three quarters of a bottle of water or a bottle of Gatorade or, or even pop. Believe it or not, there's water and pop. Uh, and they would throw that thing, they'd seal it back up, put the lid on it, and then throw it in the garbage can. And then that would go, you know, eventually to the landfill and get buried in the dirt. And we all know the grade school numbers on how long it takes for plastic to uh degrade in nature and uh you know begin to break down and uh for some plastics now i think a lot of water bottle plastics have gotten a lot thinner so it's that number is probably much less now but but you know some of those heavier bottles especially like a gatorade bottle can be like hundreds thousands of years it takes for that plastic to dissolve and so it makes you uh just think well, man, I'm sure some of some of those bottles get crushed and opened up by like the equipment that they're you know using at the landfill. But I bet a lot of them just get buried as little time capsules of water just stuck in place in the water cycle in someone's old Gatorade bottle or water bottle or whatever, and uh, it doesn't. It's not allowed to get back into you know groundwater. There's or no way that runoff. it's not just like filled with bacteria and would kill you instantly anyways in the next mad max film when you see this on there you know you heard it here first i think they should have like a little 45 second scene nothing more than that just you know a little subtle thing where they have people like digging through these old land landfills that they find looking for you know because everyone's dying of thirst in the post-apocalyptic world where they find like a bottle, like an ancient bottle of Gatorade, and they just like, it's like black, you know, it's just disgusting looking inside. And they just like crank off the lid real quick and desperately like dump it all over their face and mouth and everything uh, because they're so desperate for water. There's a, you know, hoxinative seed sign somewhere. Yeah, just in the background <laughs> somewhere that says, We told you. Anyways, <laughs> kids, unscrew your caps before you throw your water bottles away, and uh, I'll have Nick take you out today. Oh man. Weedy pop beep doo. Wow.